thank you for listening. I wanted to really just, um, you know, express the fact that I was very happy and have been very happy the fact that you've been listening into the show. Um, and there's a couple of things that have been going on. And I have to just tell you that um, we're really in a time where you're supposed to be happy, but we're also at war. So I don't, I, I mentioned this before that, you know, last time they had a, a civil rights movement, the result is millennials who have to deal with people who now have all this hatred. And if you are a millennial or under, you've probably grown up on the internet, you've grown up with computers, you've grown up um, with the civil rights movement looming over you, but you're not actually supposed to have that type of hatred. And we have a different type of hatred that's happening now. We have hatred as people who are here who are American who really understand what's happening. We might have hatred coming in from Africans that are unnecessary. Um, and some of that comes from maybe Africans being called, um, you know, who, who knows what they were called, right? Um, we also have some people who are coming from the West Indies, um, which is not the, a politically correct term because they're not actually Indian. Um, and it's really ignorant for someone to think that any that being associated with the word Indian is a compliment, right? But the term stuck because they're they're not really people who are of the same, um, you know, political background, political affiliation as much as you. So sometimes what they do here um, is they they might try to to claim they're the same, but they're not, right? They're very much under England or they're under France or they're under another mother country, which means that's actually their government, right? Let's just be very clear when you meet people who are Caribbean or West Indian, sometimes they're under Spain or even, even you know, some of these other places um, that we don't mention, right? You have the Dutch West Indies, you have the French West Indies, you have the English West Indies, you have all these different things, Spanophone, Francophone, you know, um, and um, all these things mean that um, they're under a different order. So even if it seems like they're doing the same thing, sometimes when they switch, it's because of what's happening in those regions. And I mentioned this before, that people here really deteriorated in how they thought and what they were doing. For example, tight pants. Tight pants, we didn't always have tight pants. If you ever look up some of the images, they were extremely fashionable. All of these things that were happening it would be a nice dress, a nice, excuse me, you would find in them women who were wearing a nice dress, nice, a skirt, maybe sandals that went with a dress, maybe a skirt that went with a dress that was matching. You had a handbag that was affiliated with it. You had personal help around the house. My Angelou, think of this, you know, we're, we're looking at the 1940s and 50s where her mother had four living help. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is a big deal to someone coming from the West Indies, and it's not a big deal to people here. You're actually supposed to have living help. Do you understand what I'm saying? Meaning that the quality of life can never really move forward if you have people who think that having any little tiny bit of money or anything really Western is a big deal, right? They might like money sometimes, but they're actually not comfortable with money, meaning that if they see you and you have any kind of melanin in your skin, Sometimes they'll join a movement to remove resources or money from you, and that's happening now with the federal government, even if it doesn't show. I actually can't confirm this. I have no proof of this. I don't have anyone whistling at my door to say that there's someone who is from, you know, um, an African country who is really, you know, every day working to dismantle everything that African Americans have. There's nothing actually, there's nothing out there that's saying that. Um, but it shows in tiny little incremental stages 
um, throughout, excuse me, when, when we do any, when, when, when so much progress um, uh, is being made, right? It shows. Um, or there's someone who repeats the British expression, which is they shouldn't have that, right? Or which is sometimes a European expression, which is to say they shouldn't have that. They shouldn't have that, meaning the people who have melanin in the United States, which is a term that Europe has for their colonies. So let's just be clear. Europe has colonies where people have melanin in their skin. And sometimes they actually think they're speaking to someone like this when they come to the United States. They think that they're looking at their colonies. And so when they tell the U.S. government, hey, they shouldn't have anything, they're thinking of their colonies. And so on one level, they do have um, the ability and, and the right until they actually sue to get rid of slavery to say that they shouldn't have something or should have something. Um, but they don't have a right to say that about people here. You follow what I'm saying? Um, and so, one, you're supposed to really network, and you're supposed to have your own company, and you're also supposed to have people who you network with who are from Europe or who are from the United States, even better if they're from the United States. Why go into a situation where you might have people shoot you down because they're thinking that you are from their colony and that they're supposed to own you? Why go into doing that, right? Two, you also could have people who buy the smallest things here and you can still make money. I said this because it's, it's offensive to see people who are breaking down, one. Two, African-Americans don't really come from poverty um, and they don't necessarily come from slavery, which is very much um, something some people like to push. I, I found that that was being pushed as a rumor or when people studied something, they, they, they thought that they came from slavery but actually it didn't come from slavery, right? Of course, you had people who were even parts of um, empires, right? Even kings. So you have what you see on Instagram, Mansa Musa. No, you have what you see on all of these other um, areas where they're talking about different kings and queens and people who were brought over. These people, some of them were randomly selected when they were brought to the United States, right? And some people were already here. So you have Folsom people and you have indigenous people who were here free black people um, who were here living in the United States. Let's just be very, very clear. I don't want anybody tell anybody here that they came from slavery. It's especially important. I own my own technology company. I do not want anyone trying to say that we're not supposed to have anything because we come from slavery. Not true. Definitely not true. You definitely don't need somebody who's young hearing from someone who's black that they came from slavery as well. And it's especially important to say because there's a lot of people who sometimes are detracted or deterred from doing things. Why? Because you have adult failure at 40s and 50s block, right? And then you also have people who are much younger who really don't or can't see any sort of progress among black people because they really secretly, you don't know this when you look at them, but they come from regions where black people don't make progress. So they actually can't see progress happening for themselves and happening for people around you. So it creates some sort of block or some sort of moment where one is stifled. And so you have all these people who are millennials who really hate being black. Well, guess guess what? You're actually not black, right? And I've, I've said this, right? Choosing not to say black, choosing not to say, um, choosing not to say black and choosing not to say um, that I don't identify as such, right? Um, and I understand where it comes from. Um, but definitely I can say African-American if I chose to. And I don't. But then black means something else. And black has more to deal, um, to do with um, with um, a color. Um, and sometimes it doesn't. It's disposition. 
but it also means that people who are called um, maybe this name in other countries can actually identify with you. And it's good to be in solidarity with these people. Yes, it's good to embrace certain things that they're doing as momentary embrace momentary embraces. Let me just stress that momentary embraces where you are able to have solidarity with someone and be on the same page. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's extremely important to really do that. It's extremely important to embrace Africa, to go over there. But even Africans, even Africans, and remember this, do not embrace the country next door fully where they have a complete takeover. South Africa is very close to Zimbabwe. They don't tell South Africans you need to give up South African culture completely and become Zimbabwean. You need to strip Zimbabweans of everything they have and work with the Zimbabwean government and strip Zimbabweans of everything they have. They don't do that. Zimbabweans don't tell, they, they you know, don't say to the South African um, government, you need to strip South Africans of everything they have and do not allow them to do anything. They don't say you shouldn't have everything. They don't say let's all take everything that we have and rush into the nearest region and take over everything that they have. They've had guerrilla armies set up like that where people have gone into these places, but they don't really do that. You follow what I'm saying? So there's something that needs to be said here that, one, you can identify and use the word African, but you're not African. You can identify and use the word black, but really it's better sometimes, I believe, for us to say that it's not black but African-American or just to use the term American because sometimes people are of different affiliations and they really can't you know, use what everyone is using. And it's critical to say this at a time where there's other people who are from different black groups, right? They do acknowledge that they're from black groups or groups where there are black people, right? You are not a Papua New Guinean, you know, which has a very, um, you know, different physiology or different makeup. You are not any of these things. And so you have to really declare why you're different. You also have to prove it. As things go into merit right now, there's so many people who are trying to take away the ideas of people who are here. And what they did to slaves was they took away their ideas. They made it so that you couldn't have a company. They made it so that you were not married and you did not enjoy marriage. Think about that. What does that mean? It means that the people who are born in the 70s and 60s because of the, you might have had a civil rights movement, yes. But what came after the civil rights movement was the Black Liberation Movement. And after the Black Liberation Movement, right, all that stuff, you have Stokely Carmichael who stands up and says something and says suddenly black power. What happens in a succession after that where all these people who are elders who are really, really marching out there suddenly have somebody who turns to claim black power when people weren't using black at the time? They were using the word Negro. So in a sense, the U.S. government recognizes and understands that the people who are called African-American here are called Negro. They're Negro so-called. Negro is actually not a name. Right, but Negro so-called, meaning that they didn't actually use the word black, and they actually still don't really sit comfortable with the word black because it's actually not your name. Right, we're talking about Negroes connected to the civil rights movement. Negroes connected to the civil rights movement who became African American. So after that whole period in the 1960s, where you had black, where you um had the civil rights movement, you then have the black liberation movement, and the person who stood up on the podium, not to digress or to sound like it's in different places was actually Stokely Carmichael, who was from Grenada. So people don't realize he was a Caribbean person who actually went in, said, said a couple of things, and what happens, James Brown at some point uses the term black, um, black power, the same term, but James Brown falls apart. Everyone using the term eventually falls apart, right? Using the term black falls apart. 
So it's actually, it could be said that it's connected to this, but also you're using the term black now and things are falling apart. You're actually not supposed to be using the term black. Millennials are doing well or better, but millennials don't really, we don't really see ourselves as black. Some of us do, but we don't really use the term black that much, right? All this Black Lives Matter stuff, Black Lives Matter is controlled and operated by a person from the West Indies. Look it up on the website, do the research. They're, they're Jamaican, right? That's who are, that's who put together Black Lives Matter, the whole swirl thing. Someone went to the U.S. government and complained that racism was too thick in the United States and they can't believe that there's no such thing as interracial relationships, right? Of course, would somebody be shocked here if they were actually from here connected to the Civil War? If they were from here, would they be shocked that racism was alive and well in America if they were from here? Would they be shocked if they were from here and they realized that interracial marriages were something that were was verboten or forbidden in the United States? Would they be shocked? No. They wouldn't be shocked. So the federal government actually did something where they gave it a term and they said, well, okay, we'll allow you to use it. We'll allow you to do something that we're going to call swirling. And so what they did was they actually created a term called swirling. And it's really for that group, that whole Generation X and Generation Y, people before, born before 1981, right, um, 70s, maybe late 60s, right? That's who they've given swirling to where the federal government monitors it. The federal government wouldn't need to monitor you, right? And they're allowing it. They already know where you live. The federal government allows them to live openly, and they monitor it very much. The people who are allowed to live openly and do that and have interracial relationships are from other countries. And why do they allow them to live openly? Why? Because they're not in the United States. And so if the federal government insulted them, and this is not hearsay at all, but you would have to respond to Great Britain because Great Britain allows interracial relationships because it eliminates their population. And the West Indies allows complete control. Also, they need to have these interracial relationships. Why? Because they're actually going after white males because white males um, allow the people who are going back into the Caribbean to enter a new class position. And they enter the new class position. Of course, this is a fallacy. Of course, it's a fallacy, right? That's why they have the one drop rule here. Of course, it's a fallacy. If you have that level of racism, which you should not have, then of course, people will discriminate against your mother when they see you, which is what a lot of interracial kids, um, children go through. No one talks about that. You're just not supposed to have racism. That's when it actually works, right? And so that's what you have to think about. That's why all these interracial relationships are happening. Most of them are not from the United States. But the whole idea of swirling is an insult. You should not call it that if you're a millennial. Let them call it that. Anytime you hear the term, it's a CIA term, I believe. And I definitely know 100% sure that the majority of the people who you see will be from other countries that are doing it. Now, if you're, when, when you see them doing it and when you see them walking out there freely, um, strange relationships, right, you'll see, someone who's like, you know, whose name, who's, who has a strange, who, who, who's from maybe, you know, um, Barbados, and he's with somebody with red hair. Get closer, find out about them. She's probably under England somewhere, right? Maybe she's Welsh or from Australia or something, right? I don't even want to use that, but I did see that, actually. Um, and um, he's from the Caribbean. 
would that happen here? Would you see somebody who is Negro from the Civil War with an Australian? No. So people can enjoy themselves and be under that sort of move, under that umbrella and maybe go out, not under the umbrella, excuse me, I don't want to say that, but they can go out and sort of enjoy themselves, yes. But I'm just saying there's something much bigger here that you have to work at. And, and there's a huge responsibility. If you're actually from here and you're interracially dating, it's something very different. Different things are expected of you. And never reveal what it means to be American. Never reveal it. No other country does. Germany doesn't share what it means to be German. French don't share what it means to be French. They don't tell people. It doesn't matter if they're white or black. And no one really should find out. You don't find the German begging to know what it means to be French so they can, they can become French. You don't find, you know, the, the Dutch begging to, to, you know, begging the, the, the Irish to tell them what it means to become Irish, hoping that they see themselves as Irish, right? That people see them as Irish. So when people, Irish, when people see, when, when people see you here and they're pretending to be um, people who go back to the Civil War, see this as well. Because they were allowing people to go into institutions. They were taking education away from people who were Negroes that went back to the Civil War. And having people coming in from the aisles, really at a point where they were saying, making them say they were African-American. And they did this to Bob Marley a little bit, right? If you look at the early Bob Marley photos, he wasn't allowed to really be himself in the United States. And he had to put a suit on. They had him put a suit on and they had him cut his hair. And he began to dress like he was African-American, and they allowed him in. It's not because he called himself African-American, but African-Americans actually embraced him. And Negroes so-called embraced him and said that if he did this, he would be able to have a better opportunity. It's not that they call themselves African-American, they have a better opportunity. They're trying to say that only if they call themselves this, they'll have a better opportunity, because they're trying to say that there's really not much, there's nothing special about African-Americans. Right? You just could use the name and you'll get in. They're trying to say that actually that African Americans actually that that you don't need to be embraced by one. You just have to, in other words, in other words, okay, to trample all over someone's culture, right, and just call yourself the name. So there's all these people here who are actually saying negative things about African Americans, which is why, and they're from other countries. And you really think that it's not possible because you really, you know, they're because they're from, because you think you're looking at people who are from here, or they think it's not possible. Maybe they're just having one where they say something negative. No. They say something negative about the people here, and it goes back to those mother countries, and 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 it's really what happens is it, it ends up cursing or, or having a negative effect on people here. Um, and so black is very different from African American. It's very serious. Black groups exist, and they're not African American in other places. The people who are black in France are not African American. The people who are black in Germany are not African American. The people who are black in in Great Britain are not African American at all. Don't ever 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 think they are. And it's very serious to say this. Um, and um, and please don't compare people in the United States to them, ever, and think they are. Um, and it's very important because people know this, right? Um, Adidas. I was talking about Adidas the other day, how someone came from Europe and he found these three men went and signed a lifetime contract with them that they would wear the Adidas shoe for life. It's a lifetime contract. They have to wear it everywhere. Um, and he got at least, he gets at least $12 million a year, at least $12 million a year from this, from this group, this, this group of three men who are, who are Negro so-called, right, African-Americans who go back to the Civil War. Because there's an industry here that is really, really powerful and is very different from other people. 
In other words, if he were fooled, if he if someone were to call themselves African American and that person came from Europe and they were fooled, he would not make that much money. As soon as they found out that it was someone impersonating African Americans in the United States or trying to pretend to be African American while they were here, the whole deal they wouldn't have bought anything from them. It would have been invalidated, and they would have stopped believing in the eye in in the shoe. Right. So so it's very important to make sure that black groups are black groups, and what their mother countries prefer to call them, what France calls them, is different. What um, Great Britain calls them is is different, and what we have here in the United States is seen as very different. It's extremely important. Now for creativity. <sighs> okay. We talked about this a little bit. But creativity is very serious because last time we talked about the making of a slave and I said, do not have a civil rights movement, do not march, do not protest, do not everything, do not do anything like this. Um, and that you have to have some sort of um, love and love where you're where all colors are embraced and we already do that but it really talks about how if one's ideas are removed from them right the sadness emptiness and creativity companions of africans estranged from their homelands and themselves right this is in the lyric poet right but we we talked about how sometimes ways of removing culture is to remove um creativity and they you know the attempt to remove music all these people who are imitating people in hip-hop and they're trying to show you this by really creating what is a parody, creating a parody of people who are just around, going around imitating different rappers because they're trying to get you to remove yourself from the music and you don't have jazz. You have jazz because it's a birthright, but you don't have it where, where you're able to really produce your own music. And if you do, you're lucky, but you should be creating jazz because they took music away from the Africans so that they couldn't have blues. And where does blues come from? Blues comes from Negro spirituals. And where do Negro spirituals come from? Negro spirituals come from Africa, right? Indigenous groups also sing, but it comes from Africa. So the, the, the idea of promoting culture would be the slaves who were singing and humming, right? And they were humming sorrows and they were humming their realities and, and singing, singing their realities, right? And so the blues musician has to come back. The person who really understands these instruments has to come back. The person who's really able to play these instruments and to play jazz has to come back. Come back. Come back. So in a way, we have to get rid of hip hop. But hip hop goes into everything. Bebop comes from bebop, where people were making noises with their mouths in the 1950s. It comes from, um, you know, um, jazz. It comes from blues. You know, it comes from all of these different things. Um, screaming, which is not really screaming, but a form of protest. Um, and so the idea of not being able to talk about sadness is what they're doing. Um, to a lot of black women who you see who, who don't look very good. I was, I think I went out the other day and there, you know, there's a couple of black women who I saw who didn't have their hair done or they thought it was okay to have an afro that wasn't done, the clothes weren't done properly, get into exercising, do your hair, and also straighten your hair. You don't have to have a perm. Straighten your hair, buy a dress as little as $5. You can find it in Bolton, $10, a $10 sale, right? Or somewhere else. Um, but yes, yeah, so it's very serious because when you make a slave, you take away their creativity. And we talked about this. Go down to the county clerk courthouse, register your company for $127. It takes less than 20 minutes. Figure out the name of the company before you're going to go there and bring your ID with you. It's very serious. Um, and definitely tune into the show. We're going to have more for you, and we're going to try to do that. But nef- definitely know that the making of a slave is here, and they have other groups who are also black and 
people who are of different colors who would gladly help because they don't know what they have in the United States, what they're seeing. And because it's a culture shock, they would gladly participate in it because they think it's going to bring good things for them. What ends up happening eventually in the end is they end up returning back to their home countries. And they do not understand how much damage they've done and how much damage they're doing and what kind of um, impact they're having on the United States, okay? So we're bringing back blues, we're bringing back, j- black, we're bringing back jazz, we're bringing back playing instruments, so we're also going to make sure that people have their own companies because you don't even have to have a record label if you can actually create your own music and have people pay you on the spot. If you know how to save properly, what, $10 a night for $10 a night? How many people? At least 10 people? right? 10 times 10, that's $100. At least 10 people. And how many people are you going to get? At least 50 people for $100 a night, right? I mean, for $10, 10 people, $10, right? If you at least have 50 people, if you have even more, how much is that a night? Um, You can actually save your own money and really do well and not have to worry about a record label, but you are your own record label. And I will say this, I'm not such a huge, huge fan of Chance the Rapper, but he really has it to that chance. If you look on any sort of website, if you research him, he has a copyright in the name Chance the Rapper. So even when people say that word, they have to pay him. Advertisers have to pay him even to use the name. Um, and it's very important because they did that to Bob Marley where he had, where every time someone says Bob Marley's name, they have to pay someone in Great Britain. Um, the family doesn't even get any money. So have your own company and make sure you are able to even if you make music, you can do anything under your company. So it doesn't have to be just music. It's even if you do that, you can create music. You can create, you know, um, um, chairs. You can create um, leather. You can create baskets. You can create any any of these things. You can um, develop software. You can do all of that. Um, so um, just think about these things and just be happy with who you are. Love yourself no matter what, no matter what anyone else, when it, what anyone, what anyone else says. And um, just be very happy because a lot of people, I think, feed off of millennials and younger and are not supposed to. They're supposed to be helping. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and do as much as you can. We talked about getting into real estate. We talked about really making sure that your dividends really were able to double over and that you were able to receive money um, from what it is that you've done. Um, and I do a little bit of uh, marketing myself, um, but just also get to really make sure that you are able to make money in every single way that you possibly can. Um, and um, really be able to talk about engineering. A lot of black men were blocked from engineering. And so it turns out that a lot of Americans of different hues are blocked from engineering. If you can't pursue engineering here, pursue engineering overseas. How does that work? You can actually even work there and come back here during the summer. Does that sound preposterous? If you go to an HBCU or, or any university out there, you already do that. You already stay there semester after semester, and you come here during the summertime, or you go home during Thanksgiving. Why would it be different if you're living in another country and you work during the months and during the summertime you're back home in the United States or during the holidays for Thanksgiving and for Christmas you're back home in the United States? You can keep the pattern that you have now in school going so that when you graduate, you can do the same thing. Do not be deterred if they say that you cannot get a job here as an engineer in the United States. Very serious. But thank you for listening to the show, and we hope that you'll tune in next time. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.